So hi, welcome to the Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Jordan from The Ready Set. I'm going to some questions to say about the new album, Cherryland. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Uh, really good. Um, I was kind of freaked out about um, what people would think of it, just because it's pretty far off from what the old stuff was, kind of. Uh, but it's been awesome. It's been pretty much exactly what I wanted. So I feel good. Hell yeah. The album yeah. rocks. Oh Thank my God. This album's fucking incredible. Well done. Thank you so much. Yeah, right. It feels like the the thing I've been trying to make for a really long time. It's awesome. Hell yeah. Awesome. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Um, yeah, well, the cover art, my uh, friend who does all my video stuff, Ryan Blewett, he like made that thing just out of a bunch of stuff, just like plants and like paint and wax and just like Polaroids and stuff. And I think like the like main theme throughout the whole thing is just like this growth kind of thing and like blooming so to speak i guess hmm. so i think that kind of just like it's supposed to kind of be what that feels like for the art but um the title is to me sort of just like escapism a little bit and just like finding some version of a place that just feels like something you've been trying to find for a really long time and i feel like after the past few years it's like at least for me personally, it was kind of that like lingering thing that I kind of had like post, you know, all the COVID stuff and all that, just like trying to find like a new type of like peace or something. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's more or less like sort of the theme I think that carries throughout the whole album title, all that stuff. Gotcha. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the album? Um, this one was actually kind of spread out over a long time um some of it i had kind of started in like 2021 or 2020 or something um so there's some pieces like early things um but a lot of it was just like over the course of the last year just like kind of just like throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks and sort of just like starting different ideas giving it like 30 minutes and then being like is this feel like anything or is it worth like chasing because I don't know. I tried to like make it all very like stream of conscious and very like not trying to make it perfect and like these perfect pop songs or things like that. I was trying to be like just whatever the first kind of thing that I feel just kind of follow that path. So it's pretty fun, but also kind of more challenging in that way because I actively didn't really like box myself into a specific pattern or way of doing it. But um, yeah, I mean, it usually kind of just starts with me like humming melodies and just making some really basic little outline track thing. But um, yeah, it's kind of different every time. And hmm. at what point did you kind of realize like that what you were writing was becoming a record? Because you said like you had bits and pieces 2020, 2021, and then really didn't start until like about a year ago. Um, oh, I think originally I was like, I was kind of debating doing that thing where it's like put out just some singles and see what happens. But um so it was that thought first and then I was like no I gotta do something more it's been like too long and I was like well I'll do an EP and then I was like but it'd be cooler to just do a bunch of stuff and just call it an album because I haven't put out an album since like 2016 um so it was sort of just like a decision halfway through where I was like I should just take these things that I thought weren't for this and just like remake them for this because they fit like the theme of like the whole thing and like the style and all that um but yeah it, it there's it's there's still more to it i think i'm planning on like adding more you know, like maybe later next year like do like a deluxe or something just because i'm like uh, i just want it to be long you know like just a, a big full body of stuff 
All right. Exciting. Sounds um, good. You know, and was there kind of any sort of anxiety going into putting this record out because it, it has been so long and it is different from your previous work? Like, were there any sort of feelings like that going into this or were you just like, let's fucking go, man? Yeah, no, it was, it was predominantly that. Oh. <laughs> it was just like, I mean, like the first single I put out, Who You Really Are, to me, I was like, that's obviously not like, from my experience, not the smartest first thing to put out because it's so chaotic and just like, just this bizarre thing. But I was like, well, I think I should do that first because it's, you know, sort of like sums up what the feeling of the whole thing is. So I think once I saw people react to that song in a positive way, I was like, oh, I think I'm good. Like, I think maybe I'm not like being as like weird as I thought I was. Like maybe it was more reined in than I thought. But yeah, I think this time specifically, just because it's fully independent. I just made it all like myself in this room. I was like, yeah, there's not gonna be any pressure. Like it's just fun. And because that was like the mindset, it became way more pressure. I was like, well, I have to freak out about something. So I just made it this extra like, like precious thing, which I usually try not to do. Like if I'm working with like other people or like producing other people's stuff, it's so much easier to kind of like do the thing I think is the best and like disconnect. But for this, it was like, constantly just like overthinking it to a point where like I had to have my manager be like this is the last day you can work on this like this has to be done and it, that helped I think but yeah very uh anxiety-ish it's I think you know kind of pervasive throughout all the songs too it's just anxious feeling yeah I got yeah. you I got you completely valid uh, so what song off this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite hmm um the longest to write, I think probably the longest one to write was Who You Really Are, because I had like the idea for that chorus a couple of years ago and just randomly dug it up one day. And there was like three different versions of verses and stuff. And that was one where I was just, I really wanted it to be like the perfect first thing to come back with. So that one, that one had like a ton of just like redoing stuff and rewriting lyrics and really trying to make everything like so like correct in my mind make sure there was no like filler or anything like that that was like the hardest part with the whole thing was making sure every lyric throughout it wasn't like there wasn't anything that was like yeah that sounds good like everything mm -hmm. I wanted everything to have like a thing where I could explain every single thing I'm saying throughout the whole thing and have like something to say about it which was um took a long time but uh but I think my favorite one um probably there's one called safety raft i like a lot it's very like slow and kind of like image and heap vibe a little bit and then um another one called two and three that i had pieces of that like way before i even thought about doing new ready set stuff it was supposed to be for my other project only child originally but i was like well this this will work for this but it's definitely one of my favorites it's very moody Oh yeah. oh yeah um you mentioned there's intention behind every lyric on the record so curious like what your favorite one is and and the meaning behind it not to put you on the spot oh man <laughs> i have like I, I feel like i should pull up like the doc of of the lyrics and see just so i don't choose something bad that isn't that cool i think what i was saying like that um uh the two and three song i think that one has a lot of stuff that I really like in it. Cause like that one specifically is like very, very like 
I guess like hyper specific to me just about like me wanting this sort of like chaos during the time when nobody could do like anything because I wrote it in like the beginning or like middle of 2020 early 2021 Mm -hmm. it's like trying to find this like chaotic life thing again that nobody could have and just sort of like coming to terms with that actually you know what in the first song gateway the second verse I think is one of my favorite things it's kind of like longish but it's unaffected by the world that's in front of me and I'm closing off my heart is that what you call autonomy I get terrified of art when I cut it with honesty so I tear it all apart call it part of the mystery I like that because it's like kind of about me really trying to make everything really honest and like you know really meaningful in a way that like I haven't really done before like there would always be songs where it's like this is about something that I kind of made up and all of this is just like about what's going on in my head so I think that kind of like sends the message pretty early on with it and that it's a you know anxious thing for me to do but happy sure crazy lyric incredible lyric (laughs) Shane and I I was looking at Shane we were both just like both of our jaws just dropped as you were just going that wow thanks yeah yeah of course uh, so how did the track list for this record come about? Did you write the opening to be the opener, close to be the closer, you shuffle around to see what fits? What was that process like? I guess I, I did have the opener and the closer pretty pretty well decided, I think, before I started. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, my only real plan was to have... Oh, hey. <laughs> was oh, my God. My I'm only far- real plan was, was to have uh, uh, the first song, Gateway, and then right into the title track Cherryland, and then the third song loose change for some reason in my head I was like that's the first three mm-hmm. and the rest of it I just kind of shuffled it around until it finally like felt correct but I'm happy with how it ended up oh yeah mm-hmm. um so where was your headspace at while you're writing the record um I don't know all over the place say bye bye <laughs> yeah okay um uh <laughs> It was, I don't know, it was all over the place and that like the whole time period I was writing it, I was like working on like 10 other things at the same time for other um, artists and projects and stuff. So it was kind of this like challenging thing of like allocating time that I can like really lock into doing this, but also not like forcing it if it's not, if like the the, the vibe isn't there. Cause I'm like, if I do that, I know it's not going to end up like how I want. So that was like the hardest thing was just getting kind of like the time to where I felt like I could really, you know, lock into it. But yeah, it's uh, ultimately like pretty positive though. I think Um, it was just like a different way of working for me. So it was, you know. So was it more so just like, you know, your, your schedule's packed working on other people's things and it's like during the free time, if it comes, it comes, but you're not sitting down and writing music for your project, essentially. Um, kind of, yeah. Like I would put like days in like every week to be like, this is time for, this is when you're going to work on the album. Um, mm-hmm. but then it would end up being, <laughs> it would end up, you know, when I have 10 other things to do, I'm like, well, right now I want to do it. So then I would just like keep shuffling stuff around. So like, I try to just be like, whenever the inspiration or whatever strikes, mm-hmm. do it then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which is, you know, for my, um, manager and publisher, probably annoying, but 
you know, we got it done. Sounds like a scheduling yeah. nightmare, but it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I imagine it was. <laughs> so you're the type of person who, when it finally hits you, you have to kind of like put pen to paper immediately. You can't just kind of like carve out time and say, okay, it's going to come to me when I said that time. Um, yeah, it's usually that, but even if it's like only a little bit of time, I can like get enough of a thing to where I'm like, I know that this like very basic skeleton of a thing is like pretty much exactly where I want it to be. And then once I have like the, you know, like the essence of the song kind of written, then I can then like go and actually do the like deep, like production, all that stuff and really finish it up. That was kind of how I did most of the songs was like just super basic outlines until it was, um, you know written and then you know kind of block out time to go in on the production stuff which um was that was like kind of that's always like the longest you know journey of it is just really dialing all that in absolutely yeah, for sure and for this record you didn't set yourself a deadline is that correct not really um but i knew if i didn't like give myself like an idea of when i wanted it to come out like I would never finish it. Like I would just keep finding reasons to be like, well, it's not done yet. And at a certain point, like obviously, you know, stuff is technically like songs are like not ever really done. I don't think like, it's just yeah. like, you have to start doing something else. Otherwise, like you'll find a hundred reasons why something could be changed or better. And then you're just making changes for the sake of making changes, which like mm -hmm. when I'm like producing somebody else, that's really easy for me to tell someone that and be like it's good I promise you it's good but when it's just me alone like it that like psychology does not work yeah like, just like, no, no it's not yeah <laughs> I gotcha. so it was just you in the studio in your studio working on this you didn't have any other input um there's one song on it called uh KO that I wrote with my friend Cameron Walker um who's in a band called Twin XL and we we do a bunch of stuff together um but that was like yeah that we, we wrote a handful and that was the one that I felt like kind of fit the the whole vibe of it but everything else was just yeah I was just in here messing around gotcha oh, fuck yeah all right so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time should they play in the car with friends dark with headphones on should they work out to it what do you personally recommend hmm. I've done all of those things so I think the best the best way to listen to it to me is like alone maybe I think and I think like whenever I send it to people like like friends or whatever I'm like you don't have to but it makes the most sense front to back like it's not like a concept album but it's like there's some recurring things and like lyrical things and stuff that will like repeat and because the whole thing to me ties together so I think it's best best case scenario best listen to like front to back but um you can work out to it if you want I've done that when I was like checking mixed stuff I'm like running and finding problems so you can do that <laughs> all right fair enough Makes sense. All right. um so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less three words um fear joy growth love it oh fuck yeah all right all right uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners um yeah i, I think like i kind of just always go back to it being like hopeful I think in a way like it's it's the whole thing's pretty I think it's like pretty moody and like not outwardly like oh hello again hello not <laughs> like a lot of, it's not like a lot of happy stuff per se but I think like there's an underlying theme of like 
progression and like the attempt at like seeking joy and you know fulfillment and and peace through I guess for me it was like through the process of making this stuff um that's kind of what like the whole thing was about it's just like growth and uh um yeah that was kind of a long-winded way of saying yeah. the single word answer yeah Perfect. Yeah. Um, so can you talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of the record, positive or negative? Um, I think the, the, the first thing that was challenging was like trying to really like assess that if I'm going to do like bringing the ready set back in any capacity, there was like this thing where I was like, do I want it to be like what people remember the early versions of the ready set as like do I want to go back to that and you know give people what they want or do I want to like really try to put myself in this and it became very clear very quickly that like I just wouldn't be happy with it if I didn't go this route mm -hmm. um, so that was like the first thing and then I think the other challenging thing was just really finishing like when I decided um who you really are was going to be the first song I put out just like finishing that and really being like because it was the first thing back in so long I was like this has to be you know so sick and like all this I, I did like 11 different like mix revisions and like six different like master revisions and stuff and it was like all stuff that was just like technical stuff that doesn't really make a big difference to the song itself and I think mm -hmm. it's just like producer brain guy was just like I, this has to be so perfect because I did it all myself and I need everyone to really think it's good and once that hurdle for that first one was was gone the rest of it I was like okay we're good and then you know I'll find things now when I listen to it that I wish I did different but just make more songs you know Absolutely. <laughs> we'll get them yeah I mean it's it, at least the record's out I mean if you were still changing those songs that you think could have changes the record wouldn't be out right now yeah, it would be it would be put off indefinitely, and I would I would put it out like in a year, and then keep having to apologize for it. Yeah, exactly. and, and your manager and your publisher would be met. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. schedule would be a, a mess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? Um. I think it's probably just going to be like almonds maybe or well yeah something like maybe like just something that I know isn't going to be like a wild card unless I'm I'm feeling wild and then maybe I'll get like some some like flame and hot something or other you know dealer's choice really whatever they have in stock um mm -hmm. but I'm a big fan of going and finding like an interesting beverage like if there's some weird energy drink or something, I'm going mm -hmm. straight there. I gotta, I gotta see what's going on there. Yeah. What is like the weirdest drink that you've gotten? Um, let's see. I don't know. I think at one of those truck stops, there was like, it's one of those ones where they just have like a bunch of bizarre flavored like soda drinks. Mm -hmm. and I think I tried like a bacon flavored one. And obviously, it sucked. Like it was not good, but. <laughs> I was like, well, I've got to have to, I have to know. So, you know, I'm exactly. glad. I, I mean, when's the next time you're going to see a bacon flavored soda? Yeah. And on the off chance I liked it, it would be cool to know I could, you know, probably order it off the internet. Exactly. Yeah. But now you don't have to worry about that because you hated it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. I found out. 
Yeah. I learned a lot about myself. <laughs> there you go. Check. <laughs> um, <laughs> so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be and why? Hmm. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, I think just based off of the album currently now, it would probably be like a cherry cobbler just because mm-hmm. I'm in cherry mode right now. Mm-hmm. And I think as far as like a, that strikes me as like a Thanksgiving holiday dessert. And if I'm going like Thanksgiving holiday mode, I'm going to lean towards that rather than like a pie or like a cookie or something just because mm-hmm. the cinnamon crumble on top is, is nice. Yeah, it's fucking delicious. Hell yeah. Uh, so for these last couple questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Awesome. So we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on cool. death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Um, let's see. Death row, last meal. What do I like that much? Um, I think I would probably get like, uh, there's a restaurant here. I don't know. Where, where, where are you guys at? Are you in I'm LA? in New Jersey. Yeah. I'm Jersey? in Virginia. Yeah, I was just Coast. in LA last week, though. Nice, <laughs> nice. So, um, there's a restaurant out here called Bossa Nova. It's like Brazilian kind of food, and I would probably get that. Um, some version of like rice and plantains and beans and stuff. Just a big old plate of that. And then for a drink, um, I would probably get. I really like uh, diet orange soda a lot. <laughs> Nice. hell yeah all right yeah um so if you could live in one fiction world for a week where would you live oh hmm that's really hard one fiction like like a like from like a movie or something or like a yeah movie book, book, movie, book video comic game book, game exactly yeah. damn right video game. oh um i probably regret this but i would say probably uh I would give I would give like um the world that like Elden Ring takes place in for like Ooh. a week and I would just absolutely get like you know just a sword to the face immediately but you know give it, it a shot lasts about 10 seconds exactly. yeah Memories. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question okay what is your favorite color uh blue you got a specific shade of blue you know what actually i would say okay. the color that and this is not because i'm a i i'm not like a guy who's a, like a i love a, an i love zoom guy but the color of the blue that like the zoom logo is that specific one okay uh, so just like yeah really blue right. yeah yeah a good ass i spend a lot of time at a day looking at it so i have come to enjoy that color as well yeah either come to to love it or to hate it um for a while there it was it was maybe more of a hate because i had to like do like sessions with people every day on zoom mm-hmm. yeah. but now that it's like not that i'm back i'm I'm back and i'm loving the blue we're so back <laughs> we're so fucking back <laughs> um so as Corey said that's all the questions you have today is there anything that you would like to plug um pretty much just the new album uh cherryland out now on all the you know the streaming things um and then probably gonna do some shows next year i want to do some like release shows in a couple different places and do that thing where you play all the new album and then some old songs too so oh <laughs> hell yeah all right well thank you so it's been jordan from the ready set and we have been the good noise podcast